you wanted the best, you've got the best podcast. The hottest, hottest. podcast in the, world. in the world. The Chris Voss Show, the preeminent podcast with guests so smart you may experience serious brain bleed. The CEOs, authors, thought leaders, visionaries, and motivators. Get ready, get ready. Strap yourself in. Keep your hands, arms, and legs inside the vehicle at all times. Because you're about to go on a monster education roller coaster with your brain. Now, here's your host, Chris Voss. Hi, folks. It's Voss here from thechrisvossshow.com. Thechrisvossshow.com. Hey, we're coming to you with another great podcast. We certainly appreciate you guys tuning in. Thanks for being here. We've got amazing authors on the show. The title of the new book is The Birth of the Everyday Real Estate Investor. We're going to be talking about that. Just came out November 1st, 2022. But in the meantime, we want you to go refer the show to your family, friends, and relatives. Go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss. Go to youtube.com, Fortress Chris Voss. All those places on the internet, you can find us LinkedIn and every place in between. We're going to be talking about real estate today, investing, creating wealth, et cetera, et cetera. You may be interested in creating wealth. Last time I checked, everybody's kind of into that sort of thing these days. But we've got Glenn Schwarm and Amber Schwarm on the show with us today. The new book out is The Birth of the Everyday Real Estate Investor, How Real Estate Not Stocks creates wealth. It's just came out November 1st. You want to order up wherever fine books are sold. Remember, stay out of those alleyway bookstores because you might get a shivved or you might you know, need a tetanus shot. I stubbed my toe and, and it's turned into a green infection. But other than that, stay out of those alleyway bookstores. Welcome to the show, Glenn and Amber. Thanks for coming on. We certainly appreciate having you. Thanks for having us. We're excited yeah. to be here. There you go. And so you've got the new book out, and then you've also doing some things on those interwebages. Give us your .com so people can find those on the interweb, please. Yep. So we're in a lot of different places, but to keep it really easy, we created a website that has all of our stuff, which is glennandamber.com. And Glenn has two ends on it. So glennandamber.com. There you go. And what motivated you guys to write this book? What was the proponent for that? You know, we've, we've been, so 15 years ago, back in 2007, we started investing in real estate. So at the last big recession, right? The last big recession, that's when we started. And so mm-hmm. we didn't know any better. We were just $80,000 on credit card debt, and we decided to flip a house. And that has turned out to be about 1,000 houses now, 15 years later. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah. And a big rental portfolio. And we also <laughs> a big education piece where we help other people. And so, you know, I just... A lot of the conversation that we have found is that we relate really well to everyday people, just people that are like, you know, trying to figure out their life and they have a little bit of money or maybe they're trying to get ahead and I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. So that's kind of what inspired us to write the book was to say, listen, here's here's kind of our journey. Here's how we get it. Here's the steps we used. Here's how we raised private money. Here's all the different ways we kind of just break it right, right down. It's a It's a thorough book. And that was kind of the inspiration behind it was just to tell our story a little bit and say, listen, this is how we did it. If you want to do it too, here's how you can do it. There you go. So you guys do a lot of work in educating people, helping people create wealth through real estate investing. And then uh, well, give us an overview of the book, what, some of the details, some of the tricks you share inside, you know, just some teasers, if you would. Gosh, we go over, you know, I, I kind of tell my original story of how I, how I realized that, well, that real estate could build wealth. So I was brought up in upstate New York and, in in you know, we were pretty poor growing up. My dad was a butcher, mom, had odds and end job, bus driver, that kind of stuff. Not a lot of money, poor boys. And we ended up, we took a motorcycle trip in the mid eighties to, from New York, upstate New York to Colorado, Pikes Peak. And it was to burn my parents' mortgage. 
because they had paid off their house. So oh, wow. at 14 years old, I'm having this discussion, like, how much you pay for your house, mom? And it was like 12500 I went, what? And then, you know, and I said, how much was your monthly payment? She's like, $51 a month. I'm like, a month? So, like, you know, I've got to, I got to think of what? Now, at the time, I remember saying back in the 80s, like, what's your house worth now? And back then, maybe the house was worth 75000 or something. But I thought, you paid twelve five for something that's worth 75000 And then as time has went on, like, I, I, as I got older, I started thinking about that. Like, wow, I thought, that's how you build wealth. So what if I had 10 of those? Yeah. How, how would I pay for 10 of them? Well, I mean, how does rent work? And how does t- so that's kind of like in the book, I tell different stories about kind of we, we tell kind of how this journey came about. But there was a gentleman in my, a guy that came from Italy in the town I grew up in. And his, his English was really rough, but he built everything. And he had 50 houses he owned, a couple of hotels. He was playing real life Monopoly while I was playing board game Monopoly as, as a kid growing up. And I looked at him and said, that's pretty cool. Like, I wonder how we can do that. And really, that's, we fast forward to 2007, and Amber and I connected, and we kind of decided that's what we want to do. So we decided to flip a house, but then the market tanked, right? Right. Our house, and then 2008, everybody tells us that we shouldn't be doing real estate. It's the worst thing in the world, get on a real estate. And we were already in. We'd already bought a house. We already had two more under contract, and we're like, well, let's keep pushing, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were scared to death. Like, we were like, well, we didn't know any, people, people look back now and say, you know why you guys have built so much wealth? You're just, you knew when to get it. You guys were so smart. I'm like, oh. we were dead broke. We were $8,000 in credit card debt. Yeah, we were desperate. I'm like, we weren't, we weren't smart. We were desperate. But we, but we pushed through that fear and we pushed through ignoring everybody. I think that right now, Chris, we're moving into a time in, in society where it's going to happen again. I think it's already, it's already today. Don't, right just about two hours ago, I had somebody coming where my investors say, Hey, someone told me it's a bad time to get into real estate. I laughed. I said, yeah, but you remember we had this conversation 15 years ago. He's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I mean, there's, you know, you buy low, sell high. There's always a, there's always a bottom to it. When I moved back to Vegas from California, there was an investment portfolio of, of lawyers who'd bought hundreds of properties. They were literally in, what was it, HOA bankruptcy when the market had totally crashed and stuff. And they, they made it, and they made it really interesting killing. If you're familiar with their story in Nevada, they were able to, there was a, Nevada has some weird titling laws where the HOA is the, is technically the first on title. <laughs> and so they literally took over all the properties and wiped the first and second bank holders. Oh, wow. Paying yeah. off the HOA debt, which means they got the pro, they got these properties for like $12,000 or something. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see the same. People have asked, they asked us all the time, like, what do you think? I said, I don't think, this is not the same crash we had in a way different. But So you think it'll be a different crash then, huh? Very much. Because that was all brought on by by bad lending. That was all brought yeah. on by, like, that was a financial crisis, but it was all based around real estate. Real estate right now is part of that, but it's not the main driver of what's going on. It's not bad yeah. lending or fraudulent lending or, you know, aggressive lending. It wasn't, it's nothing to do with that. Really, it's a supply and demand issue. And it's really yeah. happening, right? And interest rates, and the Fed's trying to fix it by raising the rates. And you know, it is slowing it down. But don't get me wrong; it's slowing things down and changing things a little bit. But as people, you know, Chris, we we have based this is what the book talks about too. We we base our the whole thing we do is based on fundamentals, right? It's based on people are always going to want to buy a house, or always going to want to. We're all they graduate from college, they, they downside, babies, they need a bigger place to stay. A lot of people are working from home, so they need that extra room to have an yeah. office. We don't try and we don't try and build our business. We don't teach our students how to build a business based on the trends. Hey, the market's going down, so let's do short sales. Let's just do sub two deals. Let's just do all those different deals. Now we do all of them, 
Like, that we, when we use them as a function to just purchase houses that first time home buyers would buy, we sort of stay in that lane. Every time we seem to get out of that lane, we don't do well. We, every time we try to do something else, so that's just our lane, right? But the interesting thing about real estate is regardless of how the market is at any given time, there's always an opportunity to make money. And I think that there's so much, so many misconceptions about what it takes to get into real estate. Like, for example, that you have to use your own money or you have to have your own money to get started. Well, chapter. So we have that chapter in the book that talked about using OPM or other people's money. You know, there's, there's the concept, misconception that you have to do all of the work yourself, which you have to make more money if you hire it out. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that list could go on, you know, all day long. There's so many misconceptions that once people understand, hey, that barrier to entry is not nearly as challenging as I thought it was. And then everyday people can do it. You know, Glenn and I, like neither one of us have college backgrounds. Glenn still can't read a tape measure to this day. <laughs> So, I got people for that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can hire that out. I have her for that. I don't need to do it. <laughs> that third is not nearly as challenging as people think it is. So, with a little bit of knowledge and some guidance, people can literally change their life. And real estate, you know, it, it's not as, as volatile as the stock market, which also mm-hmm. talks about, you know, yeah. the stock market, you know, yes, there's people that like riding that roller coaster. And if you're one of them, you know, God bless you, have fun. But Real estate can be like really, really consistent and it's, it's a really calculated decision. Almost yeah. They're not, they're not yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And it's a real long game too. I mean, you, you, like you say, you're not, you're not yeah. buying the trends. You're not doing that crazy Wall Street stuff. We do you know, the, yeah, we, Chris, we talk about how, you know, so we, we, we flip house, right? That's, we've done close to a thousand flips. So flipping houses where you make big money and fast, right? You can mm-hmm. make, and we talk about how to wholesale houses. We talk about how to, Wholesaling is when you when you put a house under contract and you sell that contract to another guy buyer. It's become very trendy in the past two years. I mean, a lot of oh. we were the, we were doing it eight nine years ago before it was so trendy. So we've been doing it for a long time. But that's one way to make some quick money without ever actually owning a piece of property. Then you move into flipping houses when you actually own or flip. And those are let's call those more of a short term gain. If you can make fifty, a hundred thousand dollars, seventy grand on a flip, and be in and out of that thing in five six months if you do it right. And then, so that's quick money, but we, we're real big. We advocate using that to buy renters. So once you flip a couple of houses, our book talks about how you flip a couple of houses, you learn the fundamentals to become a real estate investor on your own. Now you know how to find houses. You know how to get the money for it. You can just, now you can turn it into a long-term play. We have, we have over a dozen short-term rentals, Airbnbs. We have two. So we, we kind of do it all. We talk about all of it in the book. We talk about everything. We break it right down to step-by-step how we do it. That's awesome. And you guys also do that on your website and when people work with you as well. Do we get the plugin for the website? Let, let's, let's do that. We do. Yeah. We put out a pretty regular throughout the year. We put out what's called the home flipping workshop, the home yeah. workshop. And, and we charge these 59 bucks to come for three full days to hang out with us. It, it's Zoom. So it's live. It's not a webcam. It's interactive. I'm on a stage and we've been doing this since COVID shut us down. We had to go to virtual. Mm-hmm. It's been awesome. It's been awesome. We have so much fun. We have students all over the country. We have thousands of students now, and it's been, I have a blast doing it. It's so much fun. I think, I think we're so good at it because we're also doing it. Like mm-hmm. we're live in the field. We're flipping my, my company last year did 101 deals last year. So, you know, our company, we know what we're doing there. So I think because we're in it, we can teach it. And as this market is shifting, which it is right now, I would say shift happens, right? That's what I've been telling people. Shift happens. So it's, it's shifting. From a seller's market to a buyer's market, and as it's doing that, you have to know. You know it used to be the past two years, you didn't need a coach. 
You didn't need one. You didn't need coach guidance because anybody, any moron could, and I've met some morons that made some money. <laughs> I mean, I really met some people I'm like, you made a hundred grand. You're a dumbass. How did you make a hundred grand? I'm like, well, well I no, he, he said that because you could do like everything wrong. Oh, if they made the, I'm like, you bought it for what? You did what? You what? And I hear all those mistakes. Now that's not going to happen. You're not going to be so but, lucky. But that. that kind of market yeah. for the multitude of set. We're in this yeah. kind of market and you have to be a little market. Yeah, you've got to be good. That's why we, we, we're, we know that our quotient business, it's already been exploding. People are like, I realize I need a little guidance from somebody. Here's the difference from somebody who's been through it before. There's a, yeah. lot, of, a lot of coaches been around for two, three years, four years. They're like, well, I got a bunch of houses. Anybody can make money when the tide's high. Anybody's, anybody's a wonderful captain yeah. of water. When it's you know, doubling and tripling every couple of years. That's great. Now, yeah. you got to know. So we, we, I think we pride ourselves on the fact that we know. Like we know we've been through this. So it's like we always just say, it's still really <laughs> well that's the that's the beauty of of real estate is is it's uh, you don't have to be like a scientist like to be an entrepreneur that I've been for 35 years you really have to be there's a lot of work that's involved and you got to know a lot of stuff or learn a lot of stuff with real estate it's pretty simple and easy for the most part i mean you know the deal working and stuff can get complicated in the variations that you have in the book yeah. but you know you don't have to you don't have to go to college for it basically i guess is what i'm trying to say well, and I, that's the other thing I love about it is, again, that limits that barrier to entry because it doesn't matter if you're young or old. It doesn't matter what race you are. It doesn't matter if you're a male or a female. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. If you've got that drive and that desire and that, that will to at least learn the what you need to learn and to take action, that's probably the biggest thing is to not let that fear hold you back. And that is the thing that holds those people back is fear. Fear, you know, failing, fear of succeeding, or that must go on all day long too. But you don't have to have anything special. Like anybody can do that. Chris, if you're a lifelong entrepreneur, you know that that fear and mindset is, is the toughest game. And you know, we we're kind of talking about before the show, like when you're, you know, you're writing the book and you get to the end, you're like, "Am I going to make this thing?" You know, if you're pushing through that last percent where it's like, "This sucks," but usually success is right after that. And so many people don't even get they get to that first big fear and they don't do it. So. Our tagline in our coaching company is a real estate of mind because we believe it's 80% mental and 20% mechanics. And actually at our workshops, we talk about that. Like I give them tools how to help their mindset. Cause I say, I tell everybody, I say, if you can't work at Rich Chris King, you're at the wrong place. There's plenty of idiots. They'll take your money online. This, this is real. I say, I'm going to teach you a business plan and it's hard work. So if you're not ready to work hard, you might want to go. So I say, yeah. but it's hard work, but I, I add this, it's hard work, but it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not complicated. Like, you know, the the biggest challenge of being an entrepreneur is, well, you have a high failure rate, uh, you know, you have uh, a lot of competition and and stuff. I imagine you do in real estate, but you know, I have to innovate something. I have to take an end widget. I have to innovate it. And I, and then, and then I got to make it priceable and, you know, market stuff. And then I got to keep innovating because the market's going to change. If, you know, if I find a successful model, but real estate is something just about everybody can do. You know, every human being wants a house or a house to live in, a start a family in. You know, how, how much did COVID really change the game of real estate? Because I, I know a lot of people, we've had a lot of authors and professors on the show have written about how COVID, you know, people, people, you know, because they're stuck in their home now, they've, they've, they've looked for home expansions and more room and something that maybe will facilitate a home office. And I don't see remote working going away. I see it actually expanding. And it seems like that's actually really creating a lot of demand for, for homes. And, you know, I mean, you, you live with your spouse 
originally, and you'd see them maybe, I don't know, what, 16 hours a day. If you're lucky, you're 18 with your commute. You know, now you're stuck in the house together and you need a little bit more space to get away from them, yeah. I suppose. I don't know. Especially live with me. I want to see him for a few seconds. <laughs> I want. I want. I felt that moment. I feel like we cheated right up for that one. I felt like that was yeah. That was. Gonna it's be like save one. a marriage or get a bigger house. What should we do? There you go. And and a lot of people were moving out of big cities too. Yeah, that's more, true. Yeah, more neighborhood areas, and, and that that definitely did happen. You know, there are people mm-hmm. that are going back into the workforce and not working at home. So I kind of feel like that's going to probably level out some. Mm-hmm. But the interest know, rate, the interest rate thing yeah. is the thing that really changed because government they're like let's lower the interest rates to try and stimulate the economy. Well, man, that down they realized the boom that would cause in houses. Listen, we we moved from New York, upstate New York, down. We live on the beach down in Florida. We live on in the safe area, so we're on the West Coast, and we're honestly the interest rate was so cheap when I called for the size this size of a jumbo loan. I'm like, I don't know, I mean, that's a lot of money for a house. I don't know, I don't know. And I called, and they're like, well, it's going to be this much. I'm like. What? Goes, yeah, I go, I could easily afford that. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, because our rate was 2.875. So, so many people have that. So I think there's some weird things happening in the market too. Like right now, there's a lot of people that don't want to move uh, or they don't need to move, aren't going to move because 90, 90 some percent of people have a 3% or less mortgage rate. Yeah, now, they can't sell, they like to pick up a 7%, right? Or 6% or they're having to pay a lot of money to buy it down. So that's a that's a dynamic. What we talk about in the book, there's a whole section, I think it's multiple chapters, on motivated sellers, right? So there's there's nine different Ds that we have as a motivated seller, like death and disease, divorce and decay and dilapidated and downsized and destination of somebody else. Destination. These are things that make people say, I have to move. I don't necessarily want to move, but I have to move or I have to get rid of this property. And that's where the money is. The money is somebody says I don't have time. I don't want to go through the process of putting this on the market, letting people come through. Because now the market's not so hot. Like people are still buying houses, but it's taking people a month to sell their house instead of one minute. Yeah. Literally, literally, people are having the first day a hundred offers. And that, that's that was we had that in upstate here. We have we had some property twenty offers. I'm like, what? Like it was yeah. insane. But that's not happening now. It's going back to more of a normal market. But motivated sellers, Chris, they got to sell. And what people that, again, that's a fundamental we base our business on. That doesn't change. Mm-hmm. People still die. People still get sick. People still have to move. They get down. So that stuff happens. And now we're going to see more downsizing. We're going to see more of that stuff, more stress. In the yeah, lay, lay, that's layout are happening. Open door just laid out all over. Like hundreds of thousands. Five, five, 500, 538. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. A lot of layoffs are happening. Yeah. We're going to see more of that, I think, coming up. I, we'll, we'll see in the next year. But I think we're going to see a lot more of that happening. That creates motivated sellers. That's where the... That's where the money is. People don't understand that you have to get narrowly focused on a sector. And for us, it's the motivated seller. That's the sector that we're on. And we're going to see a lot of people that suddenly realize real estate investing isn't always just that easy. You're going to drop off this thing. And there's more, that's more room for us people that are in it. And I think one thing too that's going on right now is people are like freaking out because the interest rates are getting, you know, six, seven percent in that range. And they're thinking, oh, this isn't normal. But it really is. It, the, the, Three and four percent with that normal, and yeah. great for the people that either bought or refied during that time. They they lucked out, but that is abnormal to have interest rates that low. It's yeah, like we're in right now is more normal. I owned a mortgage company for twenty years. I remember when it oh, nine. I remember when it hit nine percent. I think it was that was the high. And yeah, 
it, it goes on fluctuation. We had it abnormally low because of the 2008 crisis. And then the Fed really took way too long to move. Yeah. They, they should have been moving six months, maybe eight months to a year earlier. But yeah, we're in this, we're in a really weird place because we got, we still have high job fulfillment according to the reports that come out of the U.S. government. We have these layoffs that are coming on. But they seem to be being picked up. There's a lot of businesses that are still struggling with. I think I was reading in up in Boston. It's kind of a sample size, and they use it for the nation. And Bloomberg put out this thing saying, saying a third of small businesses can't pay their rent or didn't pay their rent last month. And I'm like, based in Boston, so I don't know what's going on in Boston. But that seems like a really high sample size to to apply to the nation. But you know, that's how they do these things. And so it's it's kind of interesting. You know, everywhere I go here, I mean, I still see jobs. You know, I mean, I see people that are teachers. You know, they usually get paid fairly well. <laughs> quitting to go to work for Amazon. So it's like, it's really weird. You know, normally during these times we have huge layoffs and, and everything else, but it seems like we have layoffs, but then plenty of jobs. And it's really kind of crazy. Let me ask you this. If you're sitting on like a, you know, two or 3% mortgage right now, and maybe you have to move because of, you know, you, you, you need to have a job someplace else or something like that. Is it smarter to maybe try and rent that property out as opposed to selling it? Because, you're sitting on a gold mine of a mortgage now. Yeah, we we would. I mean, that, we're 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 house pack rats, right? We've got dozens of houses that we own, not homes. I don't want to act like we're, we have all these homes around the world, but there we have rentals. And there's uh-huh. families that are so we have lots of those. And there are commercial rates; they're around four percent. So that that's still for commercial rate that that's good. And um, yeah, I I like I would hang on to houses. If somebody had to move, I would hang on to houses. I, we have a tip too in the book that I had no idea writing the book last year how a pro, how how timely it would be right now. There's a whole section on a process that we have on how you can take over somebody else's mortgage without a credit check or without anything else. It's a project. It's a thing called subject to. It's a there's a process to it. But we go over how to do it in the book. We talk about it. And there's going to be a lot of people that if they know how to play their cards right, could buy a house right now. And take over a three percent or two point eight percent or three point one percent mortgage, even though the banks are offering seven. That's what you're listening to going, the hell is he talking about? But that's that's one of the clever ways. There's a lot of clever ways to do things legally. You just have to know what it's like anything in life, right? If you don't know, you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. So once you learn that, it's, it's something we've been doing for years. We've got many houses we've had for years that we've we've assumed from people that without credit check, without anything, and it's a there's ways to do it, ways to keep the bank off your back and that kind of stuff. But there's ways to get it done. And we, we dive in that a little bit at our, our seminar household in the book. So I had no idea how, how time appropriate it was going to be though right now. But I think that's going to be, you know, if you want to buy a house, it's probably helpful to know even for your own residence. Like learn learn how to buy, even for your own residence, get the, get the book and learn how to buy a house at a discount for yourself. You know, you say, listen, I want, to, I want to buy a house at, you know, 30 cents in the dollar, 50 cents in the dollar, 70 cents in the dollar, be able to keep a 3% mortgage. It's all in it. That just made me think of something too. When you said you don't know what you don't know, it's it's kind of funny to me. Like when we do, like, for example, like our Facebook marketing, we'll put different ads up for this, that, or the other. And some some of the comments that people make about, oh, well, you know, yeah, she made yeah. fifty thousand dollars profit, but she's going to have to pay, you know, a big chunk of that the taxes and twenty percent, you know, the what do you call that? Capital I mean, sorry, capital gains taxes and all that stuff. Now, when you structure your business right, and if you're doing it as a business, you know, those taxes don't apply the same way. So if, again, a case of you don't know what you don't know. So when you do get that education, it just, it, it just is a game changer for people's lives. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. That's why you should order the book. Let's get a plug in and we'll just do a mid-show plug. Order the book, The Birth of the Everyday Real Estate Investor, How Real Estate, Not Stocks, Creates Wealth. That's what we're doing. Talking with Glenn Amber today. So people should buy the book. I would imagine with layoffs coming, Goldman Sachs, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's right half the time, the CEO, Goldman Sachs. But they're predicting the recession will probably go deeper with layoffs. And that 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 that, that thing, their product or vehicle that you mentioned was Section 2. What was it? So subject to it, just that's a, that's a word we use to describe it in the industry. Okay. Yeah, yeah so. that, that might be a great thing for someone who's gotten laid off. I imagine layoffs are going to grow. But usually out of things like this, I mean, this is the time where we get the most innovations. Like, I'm sure that there's somebody at Twitter who got just laid off and probably a group of guys at Twitter or guys, gals that got laid off and, and they've got a pretty good idea on the next okay. big thing. That's yeah. usually how it works. VCs right now line up on those people. Yeah. to pick up whatever their their things are because they know that they they probably have their finger on the pulse of something and that's usually where we get the greatest innovation social media twitter facebook linkedin twitter linkedin you know all this kind of stuff came around 2008 from the yeah. the big crisis 2007 2008 and so there's probably going to be a lot of layoffs and yeah people are going to need to get off their houses quick so their credit doesn't get messed up and there's places to step in on that and yeah, anything you can do to grab it. In looking over your guys' website, let's plug a few things here. On glennandamber.com, you guys have got a podcast. Tell us about the podcast. Yeah, called the Real Estate of Mind Show. We have people come on. We talk with you know, a lot of entrepreneurs on there and different people that are in the industry. We learn about different ways to the business, way, you know, different techniques, whether it be using insurance to invest or using private lenders or you know, whatever it might be. Tax strategies. We're going to have storage. storage. Oh, yes, that's true. We, ju- we just interviewed one of our students. So... You, I think you should see on the website, November 11th, we have a new show premiering on YouTube. And I, it's also going to be on the Plex Network, I think, whatever that is. We have the Plex Network coming out. But we have a show called The Big Flipping Break coming out. It's an eight-episode show that we we filmed that was fun. during during COVID-ish, towards the middle end of COVID. Mm-hmm. We did one of our students. And we actually had a whole bunch. We had over 200-some people apply for it. And we had took one of our students. And we took them from start to finish. We coached them the whole process. And we gave them all the money, the deal, the purchase, the renovation, the holding costs. We gave them all the money, and then we split the profit 50-50 with them. And what, nice. they, what they didn't know was at the end of the show, if we liked them, we were going to become their private banker and always fund their deals. And now we do. They, they passed. Wow. It was a really, listen, the, David and Alicia King, they were amazing. And during the, he's a pastor, and she's a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, these guys really had what it took. It didn't have lots of money. They, but we wanted to help them, so we recorded the whole thing. And it, it, David's sister actually passed away from cancer on the third episode or fourth episode. Y'all, real y'all. And we had to battle through that, and they caught that all on. He, he was gracious enough to have that all be filmed, and it was it showed that life goes on no matter what, and you got to keep moving forward. And they, we had a lot of challenges in the show. I mean, we had some, we set them up for some things that were fake, like we had fake inspectors give them a hard time. But then it was real stuff happening, like they're the, the contributing in a ferment stuff. Real bad stuff happened too. I think I love the joke. It was not, it wasn't staged. It was yeah. all, mm-hmm. it wasn't a BS show. Like you see it. You know, they're never show. Hell, they show. Let's redo that when you're angry again for Ford. Let's redo that again. <laughs> you know, it's the anger this time. Be, give me an angry face. Oh, shut up. So we have real, we, we caught us lying. There you go. Really, really important to Glenn and I, whether at our workshops or the books or any sort of engagements that we do is authenticity. Cause I think people like see through that, like we're not the type that are going to go 
you know, flash fancy cars or fancy wash watches and yeah, you know, shoes. Yeah. And I, I mean, I'd rather be in my tank top and flip flops, to be honest with you. But you know, we just we'll, like we like to keep it really real. And that's probably the biggest compliment we get at the home flipping workshop is you guys just like tell it like it is. Like we don't sugarcoat anything. We don't sit there and say, like he said, you know, this isn't a get rich quick scheme. It's hard work, but it's worth it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we tell about our failures as well as our successes because yeah. we want people to understand. You know, there is a risk anytime you do any sort of investment. So, you know, if you do X, Y, Z, there's a good chance you're going to lose money. And hey, here's what we did where we lost money. So we just like to be like really, really transparent and really authentic and really genuine. Yeah, that seems to be, if you, if, if anybody wants to Google home flipping workshop online or on Facebook or online, there's, I think in both Facebook and there at this current time, there's probably between six and 700 five-star reviews on each platform. Well, and so, and it's all five star. We've only had one or two lower ratings, and it. I and most people, every we read them after the event, they're always like, "Yeah, you guys are real," because we're just we are. We're just the same way we're talking now. The same people we are on stage. Doesn't matter if we have a thousand people in the room or two. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I saw I saw a post the other day that this this guy was putting on, and he was talking about somebody else that's rather flashy online, and he yeah. said, "Oh, I'm going to start being flashy because that's what people want," and I think people want authenticity. Well, I told you that they do. And she came back to me and said. That's not us. And I said, yeah, I could do that. I think people will see through that. Like if, if that's you, if you were a flashy person, then yes, maybe people are going to be drawn to that or it's going to attract a certain type of people. Yeah. I, I think, think that's more for the Kardashian Instagram crowd. I mean, you guys are doing business stuff and, you know, yeah, normal human being stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know the normal. Yeah. That's why I think yeah. that, that's where it looks about the everyday person. Cause that's, that's, I always say, you know, that's because what, what do we say? We say we are, are, our goal is to help everybody fulfill wealth through real estate investing because that's who we are and that's what we did. There so, you go. So on the website, glennandamber.com, you guys, we've talked a little bit about the home flipping workshop. Tell us about the millionaire, millionaire B&B blueprint. Yeah. yeah that's, that. that's our short-term rental program. And it works, I guess, right before full weekend, we started our, we opened our first Airbnb short-term rental and it's in upstate New York in a normal neighborhood on a dead end street and like we had concerns about it whether i tenant perform well or not like i wasn't sure about it at all it's across street from our home back then right so we, we wanted to watch it and see how we do but there you go we you know if we were to rent that house out on a normal basis we'd be making 15 1600 bucks a month just as a regular like long-term rental and and a short-term rental we gross between like three and four thousand dollars a month so we're like, okay, this is working. So we literally opened about a dozen more on top of that. And nobody says, hey, honey, let's go to upstate New York on vacation. <laughs> so my, my thing that is it's, it's not a vacation destination. This is, you know, everyday neighborhood. Huh? So we want to open that possibility up to other people. So we put together a force. My, actually, my son and I run that. We, we fired Glenn from that. Business. They did. They fired me, Chris. They yeah. just said, I wonder if they called me. Cross with chaos. chaos. Get out of here. Yeah. like, Okay. I have a couple of friends that the wives have done that. Yeah. So yeah, we, we they they do create chaos, but <laughs> but it's it's a great it's a great way to create that passive income and and the benefit of having whether it's short term or long term rentals is you get the cash flow plus you get the long term asset. Uh-huh. And we want to have you know houses all over the United States or even all over the world. It's a great way to have that second home pay for itself. Yeah. We were awesome. here a couple years ago, a few years ago, right before COVID. Right before COVID. We went, yeah. we went to a family vacation in Europe. And don't, by the way, don't take seven people to Europe yeah. together. Seven people for three weeks. And two, Way too many. Two, yeah, yeah, two, yeah, two babies. Too much. Yeah. So 
Anyway, that's a whole different story. But we were we stayed in Airbnbs, and that was sort of a little light bulb when we were like, oh. so when we awesome. uh, we decided we said we should get Airbnbs around the world. I just didn't think they'd work in a regular neighborhood that wasn't a travel a vacation destination. Yeah, but they did. Yeah. We've had them for over two years now. So that course takes people from A to Z and teaches them how to start their own short-term rental business successfully. It, it's kind of interesting. There's a lot of there's a lot of investment companies that bought up stuff, turn them into Airbnbs, and it seems like I was reading that one of their big portfolios is doing well, and I wonder if they're going to start selling some of their portfolio onto the marketplace and open up the inventory a little bit. That should be kind of interesting. See how that plays out. I think we'll see what happens with the recession when it happens. The one thing, you know, I wonder how vacation destinations will do. Where the reason I think we've done so well that. People travel there for, they travel up to New York for business, for family, for school, or basic, like guys traveling through, they don't want to stay in a hotel because there's three guys on a job for it. Mm-hmm. They stay there. It's cheaper for mm-hmm. them. We had a guy that was test driving a brand car and it had to put in the garage at night so nobody could see it. Yeah. It's like, just like ran, really weird random thing. You know, again, people come there because they have to. They, they need a place to stay. Yeah. So, so we'll see with the recession what happens if people, Stop the vacation. You know, you never know. I, I agree with you, Crystal, though. It's a really weird market. It's it's a very unpredictable. And no one, if anybody tells me they know what's going to happen, they don't know. No one has a crystal ball. And I, I think we thought right before COVID, the recession was going to hit. And all of a sudden, it exploded. Like, right. all of us in the, we're, we belong to some masterminds for real estate. We're like, we're all expecting, we're all talking about, okay, let's brace for the recession back, mm-hmm. you know, 2020. And then literally, 2020 was like, it's going to be terrible. It's going to be terrible. You sold how many houses? <laughs> oh yeah we're like what <laughs> and people hold on to their jobs because they you know they think of it as this like full sense of security but they'll lay you off tomorrow if, if it's not going right for business so there's, okay. there's really no security there and i saw a post the other day that struck me and it was like a list of i don't know five or six things i don't remember all of them but it was like you know being an entrepreneur is hard being uh, a stay-at-mom stay-at-home mom is hard being a teacher is hard owning your own business is hard you know being in real estate is hard choose your heart well said. So, like, yeah. Being poor is hard. Being poor, oh, being poor is hard. Yeah, being poor is hard. Being poor is hard. Yeah. In fact, they usually take it the hardest because they don't have any other resources. Yeah. Right. So they take it on the chin. You know, I like that. You should guys make a shirt. Just about anything. I mean, anything you do is hard. Like sometimes I'll be talking to some of the young people in our gaming community. Like, oh, that seems like a lot of work. And I'm like, anything. <laughs> let me let me give you a tip, kid. Anything of value, anything worth having in this world is hard. So you might as well just put on your big boy pants and I and said, shoes and yeah. and uh, I said the same thing in my events. I where I'm speaking, I say I say anything in life worth anything was never easy to achieve. Yeah. Also, it's you you just buckle off and know if you want to have wealth, if you want to have passive income, you're gonna have to work. It's not gonna have to be. I don't care what younger generation. Oh well, I'm gonna make a lot. Yeah, it doesn't happen overnight. I'm gonna be handed it. Got to work. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you can say all you want, but you have to work. That's my opinion. You, you definitely, you definitely do. And plus, uh, security, you know, gives you security, especially when you've got long-term rentals, long-term, you know, residual income. There's the tax benefits of it as well. You want to touch on that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. We talk about. I mean, in, in the book, we touch on the tax benefits. I, I don't sometimes get lost in that stuff, and I'm not a tax expert, but just mm-hmm. your appreciation alone helps so much. Oh yeah, we asked for twenty seven and a half years or something like that, so you can depreciate yeah. your outfits, and it's a, you know, it's a huge thing. I'm, I'm, you know, our mastermind. There's there's people that people at the end of the year and say, look, I I got 
an extra five, six hundred grand I've made that I want I don't want to pay tax on, but let's get that reinvested right away into the property, use appreciation to you know reduce my tax cost. People don't understand. They're like, well, how are these people not paying taxes? Because legally, if you know honey in this system, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's how that's how millionaires and billionaires work, man. Yeah. They invest. There's all sorts of different ways to put money into a property, especially if you're buying over what, two hundred and fifty thousand or something. Another oh, education program you can have on your website, no flip low flipping formula. Let's get a plug in for that real quick. Yeah, the no the no flip flipping formula. So that's a that's a wholesaling force that we have. It teaches you how to wholesale. We actually made that right during COVID. So it has a section on how to do it right from your home with cameras and, and FaceTime without even, without even having to go to somebody's home. Like, yeah, so that's the process where we take, again, we, you know, you have a house for sale, Chris, you're a motivated seller. We come in and say, look, at, we'll give you 50 grand for the house, let's say. And I go find another investor, a cash investor. And I go to that investor and say, you give me 70 grand for this house. And the other investor runs the numbers and says, I can make 50 grand for this house. I'll buy it from you. So we go to the closing table and essentially buyer brings the money, brings the 70 grand. Mm-hmm. The seller, you would get 50 grand. And I get what's left over, 20 grand in the middle just for making that deal. Nice. So that's a simplified, oversimplified way, but yeah, it's, it's a it's an entry point to get in. You know, it's not as easy as it sounds. Mm-hmm. Just wire. You gotta find the deal. Yeah, you gotta find the deal. You have to grind to find the deal. So some people just say, oh, it's the easiest way to make money. That's nah, not true. It's not the easiest way to make money. It's It's a way. And in the book, we cover, we do cover how to do it in the book. So the book's a couple hundred pages long. It's not just a little, you know, 12 page fluff thing. It's mm-hmm. really, we die right. My, one of my best friends who I mentioned, Jeff Miller, and to be happy, he got a plug in here today. <laughs> he, he likes to hear his name, so I said. So he, he went to my office because we, we had a bunch of copies there. And uh, he said, he got the book. He goes, this is a real book. I said, yeah, it's a real book. Whatever. I don't even have my copy yet. That's how fresh this is. My copy. Supposed to be here today. Oh yeah. I haven't even seen my copy yet. I've seen all the, you know, all, all I wrote it, so I saw all that. But yeah, I'm waiting to see it. But he said, "This is a real book." I said, "Yeah, it's a real book." What do you think I'm doing here? Huh. So, 272 pages, people. It's uh, 10.4 ounces. <laughs> yes, I. They, they deliver a whole bunch of pallet full of them to the office. My, my team's like, "Wow, look at these things!" But yeah. You know, I had that problem too getting my book with COVID. It was like really bad. The 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 what call it ground to a halt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, I like to see this thing before it gets published, so I know that everything is right. I know. I know. I haven't seen it. I'm, it's. I know it's been selling. We got. We got. A, we got a review. I think I like. It's brand new. We've got a five star came in the day, which I liked. I saw that. Oh, I yeah, I'd love it. If anyone gets the book and they like it, give us a review. We'd love to have that on Amazon. That's where it's. That's where it's currently for sale right now. So, you know, the other great thing about real estate, Chris, is that people don't have to quit their job to get into it. Mm-hmm. Well, easily, he started as a side hustle. On the side, I'm older. I start most people do. Yeah, most people yeah. do on the side. I mean, there are the occasional people that, but you know, even even people that come to our workshop, we don't say, "Hey, go out and quit your job tomorrow." No, no. You know, it's it. We we do have a program yeah. where we help them make a hundred thousand dollars in their first year. But and then and then once you start replacing your income, then you have some interesting choices. Mm-hmm. I, I love that it can be started on the side, so it's not like all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other beauty of it. I mean, starting your own business, that's a 24-7 job to start a business. And right. high failure rate. 
I mean, I've started 27 different corporations. There's, there's, you know, sometimes you love something, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you make money at something, but it's not as much money as you can make doing something else or the risk is, is, is there of, you know, uh, you know, especially when you're running blue collar, you've got the risk of somebody getting injured or, or something like that. You know, there's, there's all sorts of crap that goes into running a business that's, it's, it's fun and entertaining sometimes. Entertaining might be the correct word, but the beautiful part is with real estate is just about anybody can do it. You know, everyone's bought a house. I mean, mo- most people bought a house. So, you know, they know the drill, they know the, the value. And, and I, like I say, I don't think, I don't think remote working is going away. I think if anything, it's going to expand over time. It seems like a lot of people working jobs are, are like demanding to work from home. And, and the job market's really weird right now. It's just, it's a really weird kind of quote unquote recession. We're not in recession, but I thought we'd be in one by now. And it's really weird. It's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like, it's a hot, it's still, there's still a lot of money in the market. I think a lot of the people who get laid off, they're, they, they can get jobs and get picked up, but there might create some opportunities in the market. And then I think they're going to create some interesting, the interest, the other thing I was thinking about in the middle of the show was the interesting thing about the remote working and COVID and stuff. And people, like you said, moving out of big cities is trying to create a great markets almost everywhere because, you know, instead of just being like the coastal stuff where all the big jobs and people working on the coast and stuff, it, it really kind of probably reinvigorated the kind of the middle of the country. It's it. Well, that, that leads me, I got to tell you this story and then real quick, the, one of our students, Cece in Nebraska, she mm-hmm. came on to us about a year, uh, year and a half, I think, ago. And she chose to keep working. We have a program where they can keep working with code fast and all that kind of stuff. So we work closely with Cece. Cece discovered, she came to us, she, a teacher, she was retired. She has to work from home. She has MS. And mm-hmm. she can't really get out of the house. She's having a very mm-hmm. hard time. So she was sort of homebound a little bit pre-COVID, but then during COVID, it got worse. She is now, I think she's close to 200 grand in profits in her first Holy crap. two years. She's in Nebraska, a town called, I think it's called Friend, Nebraska, with 900 people in her town. How many houses could there be, right? And, she, and, and she's doing most of her work from home over the fall. Wow. She's tired of her cog with her shoulder stuff. She makes decisions. We've coached her through all that because we, we give our students mindset coaches as well as real estate coaches, as well as business coach. We have a whole, our program is very, very thorough. It covers everything. And mm-hmm. so I'm so proud of her. If you're talking about middle America, she exemplifies middle America. And here's a person that said, I am not done with my life. She said, I'm going to continue. On. I'm going to make sure so they're from home and she's been crushing it. And I don't, I don't think she made the book because just because it's it. I just recently learned about all her success. And we finished that book up. We have a lot of student success stories in the book too, that are similar, but hers is pretty unique because she pushed forward and does it from home. And that is awesome. Let's from home. And she, I said, do you even, do you see the house? And she's just very rarely. I'm, well, well, really? Very, really? Yep. She doesn't, she, she sees them over FaceTime and pictures and stuff, but she doesn't have to go. And she's living the house. It's a real estate agent. Does the work. Cause we're, we're, we're really big into telling people how to delegate, not to do the, we should have mentioned our product. It's not about doing the work yourself, it's about delegating. But she can really make, more, love. make more money doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. Unless, yeah, you'll make more money for sure. And so she learned how to delegate right through her. We coached her how to do that. And she took it to a whole new level, delegating with her phone and not leaving the house. So, we run our business here from Florida. And our, right, business, yes, sure. our business is in upstate New York. True story. Yep. Here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, remote work has really gone over the thing. And then you've got so much access to stuff between Zoom and video. And 
right. and you know you can have you can have people walk through processes for you and and show video and like what does the home look like? In fact, there's a lot of technologies that are still coming out. I remember when I was a real estate agent years ago, there was technologies they were trying to do with the with the 3D virtual stuff, and they've gotten really good at that stuff now. When that when I when I was in the business, they was very first coming out. It was really awful. I mean, it took it just took so much data to download process it. Yeah. Half the time it would work on the website, but now, you know, it's been a decade. They, they've, they've really got crazy stuff going on. Yeah. There's so, software that'll do like 3d plans of your house and floor plans. And then Manavar does like you take a picture in a room and you can do like a whole 360 view of it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Well, it's been wonderful to have you guys on. Very insightful. And of course, people should pick up the book so they can learn more and take advantage of the opportunities. There's always real estate opportunities. Give us your guys' plugs, your .com, so people can find you guys on the interwebs. Yep. So go to www.blenandamber.com. And that's got links to our whole flipping workshop, our podcast, our book, um, all our social media platforms, the new show that's coming out. That's just kind of a central location where you can find out all of the good stuff about us. There you go. And order it up wherever fine books are sold. The Birth of the Everyday Real Estate Investor, How Real Estate, Not Stocks, Creates Wealth. Available, just came out November 1st, 2022. Thanks, Glenn and Amber, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. It was a lot of fun. Had a great time. Yeah, thank you. There you go. And thanks, Monas, for tuning in. Be sure to go to goodreads.com, Fortress Chris Voss, see everything we're reading and reviewing over there. Go to youtube.com, Fortress Chris Voss, our big group, the 130,000 group on LinkedIn, LinkedIn newsletter, all those crazy things. We're doing a lot on LinkedIn, so you'll see us over there. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Be good to each other. Stay safe. And we'll see you guys next time. And that's your